0: Hello welcome to victory chat with Jackie McKeever uh, our my broadcast where we talk about, of course, in the, it's in the name victories y'all um you, remember your victory starts here I have a special guest today because we're doing for season two, we're doing behind the author's pen. So I have author Eve Gibney all the way from the UK. Yay. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> y'all. So if you all have not been following me either on my YouTube or my podcast, um, you know, on victory chat, because this is a, where we talk about different victories we talk about everything from faith to uh self-development to business and of course book because i am a lover of books y'all books are a wonderful thing um eve wrote the book called face of a bigamist a true story of deception betrayal and control and we're gonna put her in the hot seat and get all in her business and and in the book and ask her 10 questions. Eve, are you ready? I'm ready. And
1: thank you. This is so exciting to be talking transatlantically to you.
0: So hello America. (laughs) Okay. So the first question is, why did you write this book okay so i suppose to answer that i need to tell you a
1: little bit about the book first please Um, do
0: we want to know oh yeah i'm
1: gonna tell you don't worry (laughs) (laughs) so i met my husband who's now my ex-husband in 1995 in um lagos nigeria where we were both working And um, we married after a real whirlwind romance. Within like 10 weeks, we'd married each other. And we would have lived, I believe, happily ever after, Um, except he chose to commit bigamy. Mm. He married another woman while he was still married to me. Um, And I discovered this bigamous marriage literally by turning the page of a stranger on Facebook. And I saw her profile picture was her on her wedding day, Mm. marrying my husband. Wow! So it sounds a bit crazy um, and it gets even crazier basically. Um, So to find out more about this, I embarked on a sort of investigative course of action to try to discover the truth behind his, what was obviously his duplicitous lifestyle and how this had happened, how he'd married this other woman while he was allegedly happily married to me. Um, but it turned out um, that after all through 19 years of marriage that this was not, the, that, that he had more than one duplicitous life, shall mm. we say. Um, so that was shocking in itself, but the most shocking and the biggest discovery for me was the realization of basically how he had manipulated me, how he'd controlled me for so many years without realizing it.
0: Mm. Um
1: and it was it was really difficult to accept that as a strong, independent, professional woman and as a mother, that I had fallen prey to, you know, his coercive control. Um and I and all through this, I began to realize that this was while it was my own personal story, it was one that had to be shared, as it doesn't belong just to me. It belongs to all women who have experienced coercion and control and, and abuse in any form. And so, really, that that was my motivation for thinking about
0: writing the book. Wow. Um, yeah. Our, <laughs> our next question is. How long did it take you to write it? Um, From the whole sort of
1: beginning of the emotional journey on discovering the bigamy and then the legal journey through the family law divorce courts, because obviously I then divorced him um, and through the criminal courts when he was charged with bigamy, um, I kept copious notes Initially, because I knew that I wouldn't be able to, I, I couldn't manage what was going on and I wouldn't be able to remember um, what was going on because I was so emotionally traumatized by the mm. events that had occurred. Um, I couldn't, I just couldn't retain information. And it was important that I did um, because I was so depressed, I wasn't sleeping, I was worried about the children, I was worried about our finances. And so when it came to writing the book, it was all of these notes that I'd kept along with all the emails and the texts, which I never ever delete text anyway. Um, So I had a phone full of texts. Um, But it was all of that that helped me to inform the structure of the book, along with all my legal files um, as well. And the book is written in a chronological order. So the reader discovers things as I discover them and follows Mm. me all the way through um, on the journey. So... But having said all of that the
0: book really took close to two years to write and oh, to be that honest is, that's yeah that's good because the thing i've learned like i've uh picked up a book project i started uh four or five years ago
1: uh-huh. and
0: when you're writing something especially when you're talking about your life you start feeling a lot of the emotions um yeah. and you're putting it in your writing um my next question is um who is the book written for? um I don't know if I really
1: had a sort of specific uh target audience in mind, but I think given the content of the of the book, inevitably that the audience will be um female, I would think female readers although I have to say I've had some very positive reviews from male readers the mm. books available on Amazon and I've had some and I've been really quite surprised by that and also I have a website um evegibney.com and there's a portal there for, there's an email portal on the website and I've actually received quite a few emails from men um and in particular men whose mothers were mm. unknowingly the victims of bigamy too so th- there's there's been an interesting Interesting sort of element to it that I hadn't anticipated.
0: Wow, that, that's the whole thing is just amazing. I'm like speechless. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> will there be other books written for you in this genre or another genre? Um,
1: I have actually um, started writing the sequel to mm-hmm. Ace of the Bigger Mist because in this book I just take the reader up to the court just after the court case where um, he receives his sentence for bigamy Um, but um, the second book as yet is sort of still untitled but I then spent another four years on another journey because I didn't achieve justice not in the divorce courts with the divorce settlements or in the legal courts because he received a sentence of um six months suspended for two years now i don't know if that's the same in the states but basically that means that if he didn't commit another crime within the two years he wouldn't have to go to prison for the six month sentence Mm. um and so in effect he he got off he just walked away from the courts and he resumed his normal life And, you know, my sons and I were left as the victims to basically sort of, you know, to pick up the pieces of our lives and try to start again. Um, But of course, a crime like that has a humongous impact on on family and the sense of family, etc. So I felt that he had got away, well, freely, really. I didn't think he was really punished. Um, And also, I knew that during the divorce proceedings, he'd concealed a vast amount of money for me. Um, He'd been working in Oman as an expatriate contractor and married this British lady in Oman in the bigamous wedding. Mm. Um, So the second book details how I traveled to Oman and I unraveled not only the ties that bound um, his mysterious and hidden finances, but also further revealed details of other extramarital relationships with other women um, in as far away as Australia, if you can believe it. And all these women had shared my husband throughout my marriage. Um, So in this book, I describe all of that, the journey that I went on, and also still his continuous efforts to attempt to control me and try to still have power over me and how he gaslighted even his own family and friends to support his whole dishonest narrative you know and to turn them against me even though we were divorced he still couldn't relinquish that control which is very typical of those men Mm. and the lengths that they go to to control. So um, yeah, that's that's the the second book, um, and also it it there's there's a there's a, a great ending to it though because um, I was able to go back to court and challenge the divorce settlement because I discovered the hidden money that you know the money that he had concealed from us, um, and so basically I won back his share of the family home that had been allocated to him in the divorce. So I won that back at that court case. Um, and by doing, taking the legal action that we did with an amazing all-female legal team, we actually set legal precedence in wow. the UK law. Yeah, which now means that it, other women are protected who find themselves the victims of financial wrongdoings um, during divorce proceedings. So that's something I feel immensely proud about, and it gives me a great sense of justice. But I think it's just very disappointing <sighs> that you have to take all of this action as an individual to achieve justice, and that the legal system doesn't achieve that justice for you, or certainly it, it, not. In I my agree.
0: Head. I I agree. Um, so, what do you want the readers to get out of the book?
1: Okay. Um, I suppose everyone will take away from it what what they will, based on their own life's experience, will not they, or what they want to take away from it but I've written very honestly on a few issues. And one of those is the issue of abuse, whether that's physical, emotional, psychological, financial, um, because I'm hoping that the, that the account of my experiences will go some way towards one, challenging the stereotypes and mm-hmm. the perceptions that we all have about hidden abuse that occurs you know, in domestic situations. Um, but most importantly, I, I think a really important message is to get across the fact that I want to make all women aware that the love that you have for somebody can be used as a weapon against you no matter who you are Mm. I was madly in love with my husband but he used that weapon against that that love as a weapon to control me and I just think that's sort of something that that when women have doubts sometimes and they're told that they're crazy or it's all in their head just to stop and rethink and never doubt yourself never doubt your own intuition you know if you feel something if you're probably feeling it because it's actually happening and it's right trust your um,
0: gut oh my goodness absolutely, yes absolutely
1: absolutely absolutely um and also the other thing was, um, this is probably a bit more relevant to the UK system, was I just wanted to sort of raise the profile amongst, raise awareness amongst readers that, uh, of the sort of inequities and the injustices within the legal system. And I think there's a lot of gender bias and there's a lot of financial bias. I mean, I'm a nurse and he was an oil and gas executive, he earned at the time of the court case, he earned eight times higher salary than what I did. Mm. So I was never going to be able to engage lawyers or have a, def, you know, that, that would equal his lawyers who were very good in getting him off on the, you know, on the criminal charge of bigamy to get that very light sentence. Um, and so I sort of wanted to raise an awareness uh, of that too. Um, um, but also I, I wanted to let readers know and inspire other women who might be in a similar situation or men too that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and I know that that's sounds good. very cliche that's good but and it's perfect true. for us it's, it's perfect for
0: our listeners because it's all about victories because absolutely regardless of your life journey doesn't mean it we're not going to have ups and downs and um, no, behalf on behalf right. on the readers I just thank you for uh, sharing your story. And if anybody is connected to lifetime, this sounds like a wonderful lifetime, uh, series that they really should, uh, what well, lifetime <laughs> hallmark series that they should really do because more women, you know, because that's, I mean, not that men don't go through it, but more women listen to that, that those channels and it would be, it's yeah. just a great message. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was one other sort of.
1: Thank you, thank you for that. There was one other message that I feel really, really strongly about, Um, and I say this in the preface of the book, and and I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart, um, is that I hope by sharing my story, it inspires others as I did. We'll always be victim. We'll always be victim of the crime of their crimes. We'll always be the victims of abuse, but we don't have to live as victims. You know, I want to hope that people can be inspired. You know, we wear a label. Let's peel it off. Peel off that victim label and live as the person that you know that you truly are and not the person that someone's tried to create. Someone's tried to mold you into. Not what others expect you to be or want you to be. Be yourself because you are. You might be a victim, but that doesn't stop you being truly who you are. Don't wear that label.
0: Yes, I love it. Don't wear that label. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, we got a couple of, uh questions and stuff. <laughs> I'm trying to control my emotions because we on video. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, uh what other books or authors inspire you?
1: Oh, cool. um, I think that's
0: a really—it's a great question, but I think it's really difficult
1: for me to answer. Um, I, I've been a real avid reader since since early childhood, and I think what I find is is that depending on what stage you are and what mm-hmm. point you are at your life. You can be impressed or influenced by various authors. Um, and you know, you can read something that is so poignant and so meaningful and then at another stage of your life. It's it, it's important, but it doesn't have the same impact. So it's difficult for me to sort of select somebody. But when I, when I thought about it, there's one author who I have read her books again and again. Um, and I don't know how well known she is in America, but her name is Doris Lessing, and she mm. died back in 2013. Um, and she wrote, she wrote books predominantly during the late 50s, 60s and 70s. She was a white British woman living in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, I suppose, a bit of a sort of revolutionary in her time. Um, but she was inspirational because she wrote about women's roles, she wrote about po- politics, Um, And most of all, she wrote about her opposition to apartheid, which was not really, you know, it wasn't heard of in that era, especially Mm -hmm. for a white privileged woman to be writing like that. And I think I, I, I admire her because she gave a voice to women who weren't able to speak at the time, either because of censorship, because of the color of their skin, because of their class, Um, And I think for me she was like one of those writers who laid the first bricks, if you like, along the road for others to follow the path, if if I make myself clear. So I admire her for that. I mean, I think probably her writings now are very dated, but she was just inspirational at the time and she gave
0: women a voice where they would otherwise never have had. I love the you put that very eloquently. I love oh, the way that we, especially at part when you said you, you read it, uh, you read certain things at different points of your life. That is so true. Yes. Um, because we, when we change our interests change and yes. it just, I just, I just love it this is gonna be an awesome this is an awesome interview okay oh thank you i wish i would have done something more with my hair now (laughs) to be really frivolous sorry (laughs) so um our next question is what advice would you give others writing books i would say don't give up there was times when i thought
1: I'm still writing, sitting at the kitchen table at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., I have to be up for work at 6. But don't give up. I think that's the most important thing, don't give up. If you have a book inside of you, Get it out there because it deserves to be out there and it's worth every sacrifice you might have
0: to make to achieve
1: that. And I think have faith in your abilities. There's going to be times when you think, oh, this isn't, this isn't any good. I mean, there's parts of my book I wrote and rewrote so many times that it bore no resemblance to the original text. (laughs) Um, So there are times when you doubt yourself, when you don't think you can do it, but you can do it. And from a personal perspective, and that, and I think this is one that everyone would appreciate, is the sense of self achievement and empowerment that you have, knowing that you've written a book. People are reading it, hopefully, probably internationally. They're reading your words, your story, and that that's exceptional. And I mean, look at us talking now, England okay. to America about my yes. book. Yes, yay! <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> And I think you have to remember that that you're worth it. You're worth the sacrifice. You, mm. You're worth it to get your book out there.
0: You know, have faith in yourself because you can do it. That's right. Um, our last question is: um, Can you give our our listeners a quick blurb or a, a sneak peek uh, behind your book? And then let us know where we can find more, uh, uh, find the book and, you know, get in contact with you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I did hold the cover up before. That's the cover,
1: Face of the Bigamist. It's got a very arty cover to it, um, which shows the many faces of the Bigamist. Um, What I'd like to do is, if it's okay, because I think that for the readers, this was, There's been some great reviews on Amazon, um, and this review really stood out for me. And I thought, my goodness, this reader has really captured the essence of the book. So I thought it might be nicer for me to read that review go rather ahead. than me talk about it personally. Yes, go
0: so ahead.
1: Yes, yeah, so this is a reader in the UK who gave it five stars and titled the review as An Extraordinary towel of Deception and Intrigue. I was prompted to read face of a bigamist after watching the author interviewed on tv i, I was on a, 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 an early morning chat show talking about the book um and i'm rather pleased i did it is certainly not my usual type of book as the title implies it is the story of bigamy it's chance detection by the wronged wife and the gradual unraveling of a bizarre web of deceit It is a book with as many facets as the protagonist has faces, with the chronology of a diary, the intrigue of a detective novel, the suspense of a psychological thriller, and with its exotic backdrops, the imagery of a travel log. But it is no whodunit. It is rather like an episode of Columbo. We know the culprit's identity from the start. Unlike a Columbo story, it is the inevitability of his drip by drip expose, which keeps our attention to the bitter end. To many, bigamy is victimless, scarcely a crime at all. It warrants, I've just lost my place, sorry. It warrants little more than a few titillating paragraphs in the tabloid press. And sadly, the criminal justice system is shown here to take this most traditionally male of crimes barely more seriously. We are presented with the devastating impacts of the lives of those left in its wake. The financial strain on the author and the mental strain on her son as the crooked wheels of justice creak haltingly into action. The mark of a good book is that it forces the reader to think, challenges her to reevaluate existing ideas, confront stereotypes, and face of a bigamist does just this. We inevitably ask why the miscreant was all but let off, why his victims had to fight so hard for such meager crumbs of justice. What is wrong with the system, which ignores the victim and excuses the offender? And what of the man himself? What has become of him? He has no doubt been allowed to slink off into the comfortable anonymity of the well-paid expatriate contractor Do his employers know of his dishonesty? Does his new wife really know to whom she is married? And I love this bit. And which of his faces does he see when he looks into his shaving mirror? Mm. And will our author don again her old Colombo raincoat and find this out for us? I am currently waiting for the sequel, an excellent book, truly worth reading,
0: five stars oh that was an amazing review thank yeah. you so much for sharing that with us they put a lot of detail <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. Wow. I thought it was just I thought it captured every aspect of the
1: book you know so that's why I thought that like, it might be nicer to share that than for me to talk about it it,
0: it is so where can they find your book and um, I know you mentioned a website uh, that yeah, can connect with you could you please give that Sure. So the book is currently available
1: in um, on Amazon in uh, ebook format or paperback. I've just recorded the Audible book, so that will be available from the end of November. Um, I've also just started um, the process of the book being available in international bookstores such as Barnes and Noble. Wow. So it should be there within the next, it should be available within the next three weeks. So if you want to go to your local Barnes and Noble store, if it's not there, please ask them to order it in um, (laughs) and then get as many of your friends (laughs) to come along and buy it. Um, uh, What else can I say about it? Yeah, so my website is evegivney.com. So that's Eve spelled Y-V-E G-I-B-N-E-Y.com. And there is a portal there to email me through. You can sign up for the newsletter and get lots of exciting sort of, um, you know, previews and information and pictures that isn't available to anybody else. And obviously you're gonna get, if you sign up to the newsletter, when the sequel is ready, you'll be able to access the first couple of chapters before anybody else
0: too. That's amazing.
1: And I'd love to hear from you all. I mean, I'm really, I've been so excited to to be able to talk to you this evening. Um, and I'd love to hear from anyone. If you have questions, if you have similar stories, if you have anything you want to share with me, I would love to hear from you.
0: Thank you so much for that. Uh, thank you for, uh, coming on my, uh, on victory chat with Jackie McKeever podcast. And thank you for sharing your book and and your story um i for one i appreciate seeing uh more women tell their stories to help others yeah. and you're right because your story is just not for you it can help someone else um so that is our interview for behind the pen with uh eve gibney um she's told you all you where you can find her book on Amazon, let you know that it's going to be available in three weeks at Barnes and Noble and give it gave you her website. So make sure y'all reach out and and talk to her. Ask her questions. She's she is a wealth of knowledge. And whatever you do, make sure you subscribe to my channel for more uh, behind the author's pen. On my YouTube and continue listening to my podcast because we got more in store for you. Because remember, our victory track with Jackie your victory starts here.